Everybody doing good this morning? Man. So, who was here last week? About everybody? Yeah? Cool, cool, cool. So, we learned our ABCs last week. I thought about doing one, two, threes this week, but I was like, that's too easy. Y'all are smarter than that. We're trying to move on. So, we're back in the playbook. Uh, this has been super cool. I love sports, and God's been using it to, to just teach me more. But uh, I figured we'd go a little deeper today, and we'd start with the, we're going to go with the spread offense, and we're going to go with the five W's, five wide. Next slide. Oh, back one. Who, what, where, when? Who? Jesus. What? The Son of God. Where? Calvary. When? It was finished. Why? He loves you. I'm just joking. That was just a, a playoff of his uh, ABCs. But what I want to, what I do want to talk about today is uh, more on your position. Uh, the first message, it was kind of an intro to knowing our position in Christ, and that's so crucial and important. Um, can y'all hear me okay? Um, it's just super important for us to understand that because I believe it unlocks things and allows us to to push back, push past barriers and continue to grow in who we are in Christ and be more like, you know, in likeness of him. Uh, but I started out with a, a few quotes again. Go ahead to the next slide. I know this is not football, but this is Larry Bird. Who, who in here knows Larry Bird? Gotta love, gotta love the bird. But it says, I'm a firm believer in that you play the way you practice. Right? Who would agree with that? All right, go to the next slide. Oh, man, Tony Dorsett. Who, knew, who knows Tony Dorsett? There are sports fans in here. There we go. We got a couple. So it said, I'm a strong believer that you practice like you play. The little things make big things happen. Pretty cool, huh? And then these next couple I just like. I'm a huge Barry Sanders fan, like huge. I still collect his cards to this day. My wife thinks it's crazy, but... uh. I do. If I find them somewhere, I get them. So it says, Christianity affects your whole life. I feel I'm more competitive, a better player, but off the field is where there is always a battle. And another one. See, God gave us the talent, but the devil makes us famous. And then go ahead to the last one. Well, there's one more, but back. He's... He's learning this new system, giving give him grace. The more you sweat in practice, the less you bleed in battle. I don't know who said that. I just thought it was super cool, so I threw it on there. Uh, next slide. Uh, is there an, is that? Okay, well, I have another one in here, but it's, it's you play like you practice. So I don't want you guys to get super, like, left field with it. To, uh, oh, there it is. Good job, bro. Um, so, you play like you practice. Who has, who's heard that term before? Right? Almost everyone. It's kind, of, it's kind of common, right? And then the next slide, if you think practice is boring, try sitting on the bench. I just thought that was funny because I used to hate practice. never thought it was uh, needed. Or maybe I just thought that 
I uh, I was too good for practice, but that's a that's a terrible mindset. But what I really want to talk about the you play like you practice. So what you practice, you end up going and playing in in sports and just in general, right? Uh, why practice something if you're not going to go and do it? it? Doesn't make much sense. But the the big thing that I think is really uh, holding us up in our walk is that what we are practicing and what we are focused on is is we're missing what the gospel message is really all about. If I'm so focused on sin, then I'm missing the one that came and paid for sin that is no longer, who is, thank you, that it is gone, it's no more, it's no more a part of us, we are now placed in him, but Everybody in here, who's sitting here today? Let's just start with there. Who's sitting here today? Okay. Congratulations, everybody that didn't raise your hand. You've joined the rest of us. You have sinned today. So, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, sin's a real thing. It's there, okay? Um, but what we've done is we put too much focus on the sin and not God, the love of God, the power that sets us free from living in that, beating ourselves up, and all that stuff. Go ahead and go to the next slide. So knowing your position in Christ, we're still there. We're still going to stay in there for a while. But what you do most is what you become used to. Does everybody agree with that? Like where you spend your most time in your thought process or, or whatever the case may be, what you do most, you get a routine to, you just get used to. And I believe as believers, because uh, I don't normally like to give the enemy too much credit, but I believe he's done a great job at taking sin and twisting it so now we just have picked the ball up and we're running with it. Um, because we focus so much on that and we've lost sight of the love. And why do I know that? Because we are defeated a lot of the time. And listen, real issues real circumstances, real situations, every single person sitting in here is going through something. Something. The easy thing to do, the comfortable, this is why I think we focus so much on sin. We are controlling people. We like to control things. Would anybody agree with that? Some people don't. My wife's a control. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not going to start picking on my wife again. But we do. We like to control things. So what we can't control is what's been done, excuse me, what's already been done for us, which is what? Man, y'all are live today. What, what, what's been, why are we sitting here? Someone said it, someone whispered it. Say it with your chest. The resurrection. Is that you, Ray? Oh, my bad. Um, so the resurrection. That's the only reason that we're all still here. Like, the only reason. Somehow we get so caught up in our situations, we lose sight of that. And the easy thing to do is stay focused on something that we can control. Because, right? Because if I want to deflect it off of me, I can put it on you. Your life's a wreck. You need to get things together. You need to stop telling me there's stuff at home in the refrigerator when there's not. Like, you need, to, you need to stop doing all these things to me, right? 
Because that's the easiest thing to do. That's how we can still control sin. It sounds crazy, but that's why I believe we stay focused so much on that because we can kind of keep it in our court and do what we want with it. So we're going to talk about the law today. I hope we're going to get through all this. But uh, go ahead to the next slide, please. So you, pray, you play like you practice. What I want us to start focusing on church and, and, and practicing is more on love and how to love than practice of sin and focusing on that and everything that it does. Um, and with that, I just want to start off with, if we're going to practice love, what is love, right? We got to start there. So 1 John 4, 8, this is the NIV version. It says in verse 8, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Well, I think that's a great place to start. If, we wanna, if we're going to practice love, we've got to first understand who and what is love. It's God. 1 John 4, 16. 16 says, And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So that's pretty good, right? And then go to the next slide. I, I like the message translation. I don't know if you all do, um, but I just I enjoy it. But this is 1 John 4, 17 through 19, and it reads, God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God, and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house. I better, I'm, I'm not going to go. But, but who's got the run of the house, right? Yep, see, she raised her hand. It's okay, bro. Listen, I'm right there with you. Here's what I always say. She has the pants on. They're just not buttoned, right? That's how we get around. That's how we keep our man card. No, but the run of the house. So it's the main thing, right? So what has to be the main thing in our lives? Love. Because that's what is told to us of how we get to the place. Because we're not separated from him any longer. We have the opportunity for relationship with him, and it's because of love that helps us flow into that. So the run of the house has to be love. Um, becomes at home and mature in us so that we are free of worry on judgment day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ. There is no room in love for fear. What's that saying? There is, there is two, two or three rooms in a house for fear, huh? No room for love or for fear. So, uh, let me get back on track. There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear, since fear is crippling. A fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not yet fully formed in love. We thought, uh, no. We, though, are going to love, love, and be loved. First, we were loved. Now we love. He loved us. Come on, church. He loved us what? Come on. Some, some, some of y'all need to tell that to yourself. That's why that song was so special to me. I've been listening to that thing on repeat because we, too, uh, I, I believe we get into our feelings and we stay there and songs can keep us there, but... I want to start speaking life over myself. 
I want to start, I want, if we want to step past all of these things in life, we have to start speaking life over our situations and our circumstances. Why? Because life's been given to us. When we understand we've been positioned in Christ, that puts us over, what, everything. Not some things, everything, all things, right? So we, we got to start believing this. Um, so there's a couple things that I want to talk about. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put this in there because I, I wasn't sure how to, but um, I believe we're struggling with certain things when it comes to uh, understanding love. And what I mean by that is I think we, uh, we have got a little confused and we look at love, just like I talked about those children, from that age till they grow to be mature adults, the love is the same for them, right? God's love isn't any more just because you're bigger. doesn't mean the, the love got bigger. The love stayed the same, correct? And what, what else we've done is we've gotten to this comparison thing about how people are living their lives or... or uh, He's a more mature Christian than this one. Uh, that's a baby Christian. That's all this stuff. That has nothing to do with the love Christ has for you. Your maturity in Christ or any of that stuff has nothing to do with the love that God has for you. So there's all these things, guys, good, bad, uh, uh, all different types of things that we can start to use that's going to distract us from actually being loved and receiving love from, from God. Um, so the one, uh, one thing I want to talk about, we're going to start off with, because I want to keep it super simple. Go to the next slide. Compassion. So when I think about love and I think about Jesus, would you say, would y'all say he was compassion? Right? So compassion is sympathetic pity, concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. We, we're going to talk about it a little bit. It's going to be a little uncomfortable, but this, this is if we're going to practice love, this is what comes out of that. All right, I'll say it again to this side. I guess this side's, they're tired still. If we're going to practice love, what comes from that? What flows out of that for others? That's great. That's, we're getting there, guys, because listen, this is the key. We're making this stuff too complicated. God loved us. It says what? That he loved us, and what is love? That he laid his life down for us, and that in return, we're to do what? Lay ours down for others. See? It's, it's super basic, but somehow we've gotten so confused because we're getting caught up with these little nuggets of sin and, and all this other stuff that we've allowed to control us, and now that's solely what we're flowing and operating in. We're looking for that in everything. We have gotten so good at looking for sin in other people's lives, and even in our like, I've even realized lately that we're okay with admitting it like crazy. But, but what's, what's, the, what's the main gospel message? Christ came and did what? Died for our sins. 
and then he was resurrected and it justified us, correct? Tell me where you're at in all that. You did not do nothing at all. I'm sorry, but you didn't do nothing for him to send his son to die for you. And you didn't do nothing for him to resurrect and justify us. Why are we trying to create sin and put it into everything and take the focus off of what he really did and glorify him for who he is and, and, stop, and stop running around just bogging ourselves down, picking up more sin every day and pointing out their sin. and just we're, we're running around crazy wondering why we're not walking in freedom when we're positioned in Christ. All right, I got I to gotta keep going. Um, all right, next slide. So the practice of sin. And like I said, guys, I, I'm going to break this down a little bit, but I don't want to focus on sin. That's not what we're here today to do. But I do want to, to shed light on that if I'm practicing love and compassion flows out of that, if I'm focused on sin, what's going to flow out of that? All right, and we're about to see where sin leads to. But this, again, is the message translation. So we're going to read this. It says, All who indulge in a sinful life are dangerously lawless, for sin is a major disruption of God's order. Everybody knows God is a God of order, correct? Oh, not happy. Baby Hawk is not happy. Order. Food. That's, that's her order right now. So Christ showed up in order, God's order. Surely you know that Christ showed up in order to get rid of what? Okay. There is no sin in him, and sin is not part of his program. No one who lives deeply in Christ makes a practice of sin. None of those who do, who do practice sin have taken a good look at Christ. They've got him all, what was it? Backwards. backwards. See, guys, we're, we're doing things backwards. And it's super hard for us to understand because we're prideful people that when we read the word and when we go into the word, we have to stop going in with trying to draw out our conclusion of where we're at, what our circumstances or situations are, and we have to start going in, which is the word of truth, which when truth reveals itself to us, what has to happen? Change. There, there's, I'm not going to get into what he, we were just talking about, but like he said in that song, we have a seat at that table, right? He gave that to us. Nothing. Nothing can stay when we go in and truth reveals itself to us. What's inside of us? Christ. When we understand we're positioned in Christ and we stand against something, what is going, who's going to win? Who? Man. Come on, someone start, I'll throw things up here. I don't know. I want you all to get excited about this, guys, because, again, if we want to if we want to get away from backpedaling and looking at God backwards, we have to start going in, expecting something from the Word, and spending time in it. 
We, we have to start doing these things. And I'm not up here. I mean, you don't have to. But you came to church, so you were saying, I want more. Something brought you here. Something's tugging on you to start coming. And the more that you go in, entering in, understanding that he loves you, that sin is no more, quit trying to revive it and bring it back and keeping it on life support and stuff. You need to start just letting it die and letting love start living in your life so change starts to happen. And when that happens, guess what? It's, he's so good and it's so much, it overflows into the people around you. It's that, it's that simple. So when we start to really focus in on all this, focus in, not focus in, when, uh, and we start practicing love and not the practice of sin, and I don't want anyone to, to beat me up with about this uh, because, like I said earlier, sin's real, guys. Sin, sin is here. It's around. We do it. So in this, uh, contextually, it's talking more of habitual sin. And I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not spending too much time on sin today, but I do want us to understand that, you know, like I said, I'm not saying that you're not going to deal with things, you're not going to do none of these things, but the more that you focus on Christ and your lens are on Him, the more sin fades away and you start to live more in Christ, more free, and all these things. So, um, out of that, when we practice sin, next slide. Condemnation. Condemnation means the expression of very strong disapproval, the action of condemning someone to a punishment or a sentence. I expected it to get super quiet in here because nobody in here does this to nobody. But you know what's wild? As I was really studying this and realizing what we focus on, you know, just like everything else, it, it comes out to others, but more than anything, it does something to us. It, it really puts us in a place to where our focus is off of God, and it's more in that area. And you don't have to if you don't want to, but I'll invite you to raise your hand. Who, who here beats themselves up like crazy? over everything, right? Because, yeah, yes, you do. I spend a lot of time with you. Don't try to act like you do. <laughs> no, I'm not calling him out. Um, but uh, it, it's real, guys. And this is the cool thing. When we can start to be honest with ourselves and we can start to really open our hearts and, and dive into this, we're going to start seeing more that, again, I'm not saying this stuff isn't here, it's not real, and it's talked about, but I believe in my heart more than anything that he came, knew he was paying for sin. It was in his pocket. Like, he knew that. So what he did was not focused on sin because it was paid for. When something else is paid for, you don't, you don't focus on it, right? I mean, you might be... That person's like, oh, let me, let me just, let me here, let me slip you a 20 or something. You know what I mean? But no, you don't have to pay for it. It's paid for. And everything that he did, knowing that he was coming to pay for that, his focus wasn't on that. It was for the people. 
And the repentance of that is to say, hey, believe in me and who I am. That, that's going away. Your focus on that is going to lead you farther away from being free in me because I'm paying for that. So you can either stay back there or you can walk in freedom with me up here because that's not the main thing. The main thing is that I was paying for that and now you can have life and have it more abundantly with me. All right, I got to keep going. Um, so I shared those first. Because I want to share, I want to show uh, an example of this. Um, because it's very important, guys, that we start operating. And, and we, we always say this, I want to be more Christ-like, right? Okay? Well, to be more Christ-like, you, you know, and again, likeness. We're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect. He's not looking for, for, for perfection. Sorry. See, I can't even say it. He don't even want me to say it. Um, because we have to realize that being more like him and understanding what he did draws us to want to be more like him. And if we are going to do that, we have to grow to start looking at people and love them and have a heart of compassion for them and stop trying to pick them, the, everything in their life, and pick it apart because you're doing nothing. Jesus and what he did, it was always to do what? To uplift them, to build them up, to give them opportunity to be free. So we're going to go to John chapter 8. My man's on it. And he's standing up. I see you, bro. Um, so we're going to go to John, John chapter 8, and we're going to read this story. I'm going to read down through it, and then we'll talk about it. Um, is everybody there? Ever, did anyone bring their Bibles? I don't even hear pages turning. Hey, my man's got a whole computer back there. I like it. That's right. And there's one up here if you forgot your Bible. Um, Bill, you fact-checking me over there? All right, guys, John chapter 8, let's go. Start at verse 3. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group verse 4, and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught, was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and or he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. Next slide. Verse 8. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground at this. Those who heard began to go away one at a time, the old the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now and leave go now and leave your life of sin. So there is so much in that, guys, that we can pull and draw from and 
you know, Fred talked a little bit to like about the law of Moses um, last week with learning your ABCs. But in this, what I what I want to draw out is that this this shows compassion, right? This is Jesus showing compassion. Why is Jesus able to show compassion? Because he loves. Because he's paying for sin. He don't. He ain't worried about the sin. That's why he's probably drawing stupid little stick figures in that sand. Like, oh, what else do I have to do to get these people to see that I am the truth that's right in front of them? You know, like for real. I, you can think about how you want to think about it, but he he is saying that I I know that I'm paying for sin. You have to understand there's sin in your life. No one can pick a stone up and throw it. Nobody. Can anybody in here? I just thought I'd ask real quick. I don't know. No, but nobody can. So Jesus shows compassion. He shows and allows her to see that no one did. I'm not going to either. Go and live your life without sin. Sin no more. I, I think this is super great to be able to show examples of this, guys, because, again, we, we just get, we get so sideways and caught up, and we'll, we'll take a scripture, and we'll take something, we'll run with it because it makes us feel good and where we're at with everything. But to start really learning to live in freedom and know our position, know our purpose in life, know all these things, we have to start practicing love, focusing on love, because love is the, going to be the thing that changes. How many in here, peop, how many people in here have dealt with people and you've tried to, I mean, you might not raise your hand, but you've tried and you've tried and you've tried and you've tried to tell them, right? I know more people raise their hand, but what, what, what's been the result of that? Frustration, everything. Guess what? Guess what I do now? Something always wins. And that's love. Love always wins. And I'm, you're going to keep beating your head off of a wall and trying to approach things your way until you start to understand and focus that love and compassion and, and really having a heart for an, the other individual even for yourself, forgiving yourself and understanding you'd be, you've been completely forgiven. That's a big one. It starts with love. So if we're going to start walking out in this world and we want to, you know, we want to reach people. When God's touched your heart, right, the first thing you want to do is go try to help somebody else, right? Mainly it's family members most of the time, a good friend. I don't, I, I don't know. You guys have it. But everyone has experienced God at some point in time. And the first thing you want to do is try to pull somebody into it, right? And it's super tough without love. Because love is the only thing that's going to touch their heart and turn them to the one, position them in front of the one that's going to be able to do the ultimate change in their life. So I, I love that. Uh, I love that showing that, that compassion like he showed that he didn't, uh, they, were, they were pointing on the sin. Look at the sin she did. Look at all this stuff. And, and that sin leads to what? They were trying to stone her. It's going to kill her. 
right? Stop, stop going around killing people out here because they ain't living the lifestyle that you think that they should be living. Like, please, online, I don't know if you're, you're on there watching, but in your living room, in church, outside of church, at work, wherever it is, guys, we talk about wanting to impact the world and make change. We ain't going to do it throwing stones. We're going to only do it by showing love. And there's tough love, don't get me wrong. But I, I'm here to talk about the love of God. God is love. Yes, there's times for tough love. I'm not saying that there's not. But I'm saying more so for us to understand the love of Christ in our position so we can then go out there and really reach the masses, we got to approach it with love. I should have played a love song. I don't know a good love song. But... Man, um, go to the next slide, please. So it says, Jesus came to pay for sin, so he was not focused on sin. He showed compassion and forgiveness, not condemnation and forsakenness. I knew this wouldn't. This is tough to hear, y'all. I knew this wasn't be, uh, this wasn't, wouldn't be the easiest. I struggle with it. I was up. I fell asleep on the couch last night, woke up and stuff, and was just, because I was trying to change it, like I was trying to, to change it, so it's like, I don't, because I don't, I don't know how to, how do you say, because I don't want you to think I'm standing up here acting perfect, this is for me, and what God's teaching me and showing me and pulling me through, I'm just sharing it with you, because I, I want, I told him when I went down, when I go down to pray, I say, God, I want to see people free and experience what you've done in my life. And, and to do that, starting with the basics of all this and how we practice, we have to go out and we have to really uh, uh, observe. And, and there's two things. Man, I'm going to tell you all my secret. I told this other day. I, uh, I, I always look at two things. And I don't know, someone shared this with me, and ever since I've done this, this has really helped my life, but I look at two things as I'm talking to someone. What we're talking about and, and who I'm talking to, like where they're at at that, this current time. You know, we use discernment. And in that, when we're able to do that, guess what doesn't, guess what doesn't jump on my back? Offense. Anything that's going to keep me from getting an opportunity to sow into their life. And again, it's not, it's not for, I'm not saying that, it's not for me, it's for him, it's for them. Because again, if I'm truly wanting to reach somebody and share with them the freedom that is in Christ, that he has shown me, it takes work on my end to put the time in, to do the work, to get the opportunity. We just all want it right, right when we want it. And if it doesn't go the way we want it, man. You ever met the people who are like, no, I'm just waiting on God. Nope. I'm just waiting. I'm going to stay here and sit and wait until he drops that little, it feeds me with a raven like Elijah. I'm going to wait and just wait, and then he's going to tell me where to go. The brook dried up. We, we sit there and wait. Listen, guys, sometimes you got to reroute. So I, I played football. And I love football. I love sports. I was a receiver. I know I'm short. But, you know, 
you would spread out, and me and my quarterback, we'd have this little, we had this little thing. Well, not, not like we had a bunch of different plays, but like I, w- I would spread out wide, and I would look at the, the position of the people of the defense uh, across from me, and I would see if this wasn't open, I'm, why, why would I go run and try to sit in that hole? The linebacker's over there, and I see he's going to drop back. The cornerback's playing inside. Why would I go and sit in that? No, if I have an open lane up this way, but I'm not listening, if I don't look at him in hot route to take another route, I, guys, listen, we're missing it because we just sit here and we think that, oh, man, God's just, I'm waiting, and God, I'm trusting him, and I'm doing all this. And if I have to, if I got out of position, Oh, man, if I moved out of position, and God's... Why'd you leave me, God? Are you mad at me? Listen, just because sometimes you get out of position, you can't, like I said earlier, you can't reposition what God's already positioned. So you're not out of, of the love of God. Sometimes you just need to take a different route. Quit sitting down and waiting and expecting... That God's just going to come and he's going to pick you up and take you over to where you need to go. Because if your heart is in the right place and you are deeply rooted in him, love is going to win. Love is going to show you a way out. Love is going to take you where you need to go if you are going to be open and willing to listen to him. Okay, I got off on a, that was one of my little tangents there. Sorry. Uh, Go to the next slide. Maybe. There it is. John 1. So I want to read this because I want to kind of try to wrap this up and sum this up. So John 1, 5 through 9. This is the message, excuse me, we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, We lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. From all what? Verse 8, next slide. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And everybody should have said, thank you, Jesus. So are, are, you, guys, are you guys noticing anything in this? Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm just, maybe it's, I don't know, it's not coming out the way I want it to come out. But we have to stop. And all, of, and we're reading this, and we have to stop focusing so much on sin. Sin is not going to take us to the place that we're all trying to ultimately reach. Right? Who in here don't want to be free? Like, right? Everybody. Everybody wants to walk in freedom. Nobody wants to take the focus off of sin and put it on him. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 
What does that mean? Stop asking for forgiveness, receiving it, knowing your sins are dead, and then sitting there and still meditating on your sin. Because you're doing not you're you're repeating a process that makes no sense. You're, you're asking for forgiveness of it. He, if you believe it, he forgives you of it, and then you're sitting there. You're past it now, because we all sin. That doesn't stop. Okay, I don't know if you guys really understand that. You're going to sin. It's okay, but the more that we focus on love in Him, it helps us leave that. And it helps us start to receive the power of forgiveness and love and all of these things that has been offered and given to us. Does that make sense? But when we forgive that and we, we let that go, for some reason we're still past it. Talk about it. I'm just trying to bring it back, like I said earlier. And we're not going to get any closer to being like the way that we were created to be if we're going to be so tunnel visioned on sin itself and not the love that has pulled us out of that, that has given us opportunity to move forward, and, and, and we're not going to grow in it. I don't know about you guys, but I, I want to draw closer to him. I want to see more things. I want to see miracles happen. They're happening. I promise you right now in Cumberland, Maryland, these things are happening all around us. I want my eyes to start seeing that and stop focused on all the little things that he already paid for. Could you imagine? I forget, someone said it in here, but I want this house to be a house of healing. A house that changes people's lives because they put all their trust and faith in him. And know that he's the one that does it. Like could you imagine? Do you see what I'm saying guys? These are just two things. That, that if we could start doing. Stop focusing on sin. Start focusing on the real message. The gospel message which we are all called. To share with others. One another. Come together. Make a huge impact. But we can't. Because we don't want to get past something. Because it's a little uncomfortable. We don't understand it. We, we, we don't know, so we don't put our full trust in it. And I'm tired of seeing part-time uh, miracles, people's changing, life changing a little bit. And, and, and just, we're just not even, we're not even scratching. I truly believe this, guys, that if we would truly walk around believing in who he really is, the things that we would see would, it, like the blind... The blind man that they're like, well, who, who was it? Who, who opened your eyes? He's like, what do you mean? You can't see? You can't see who opened my eyes? He's doing these things right in front of you. He is doing these things in people's lives and right here, right now. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that. And it's as simple as just saying, sin is no more. I'm focused on you. It's past, and I just want to focus on love because that's what's continuing to change my life, people's lives around me, other things, and I just want to see it go so much crazier. Um, go to, uh, I'm just, I got two more slides, guys. Go ahead, uh, go to the next one, please.
Uh, that's the last one. Go back one. First John 3, 2, 2 and 3. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. That's challenging there, right? What we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like who? For we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. I like reading it in, in that way. Guys, listen, it gives us, it says, all that have hope in him, all that are putting their hope in that, do you, do you realize what you're doing? Like, does anybody really wrap their head around what you're doing when you're putting your hope in that? That he is, that you are now thinking what? It's, you're more mature, uh, sorry. You're more eternally minded. You're looking for him to come. Your hope is that he's coming back. When he appears, it's going to be who he is. Guys, listen, we, I want, I'm gonna, I keep saying we have to, because I believe this, I'm not going to not say it, we have to get to a place of believing this so much in our lives, because I'm done wasting every single day of my life saying one thing and doing another thing, because it's easy just to do another thing, because this it's hard to put my hope in what is coming really is, right? But the more I do that, it says it purifies me. I have experienced freedom. I was, I was uh, set free from, from drugs, all kinds of things, and I've experienced and tasted freedom. And he's continued to, to grow me in things and break things off of me, just like Bob shared a little bit ago. When you, when you continue to put your trust in him, he continues to purify you for what? Just like he is pure. Guys, listen, in, in, this, in this message, in this Bible, for us to read, it's, like I said, for truth to reveal itself to us. For us. Let's stop going around Bible people and beating them up and telling them using it as it's like some uh, some right to some badge to start judging people let's start loving people let's let's start loving people into freedom because that's what it offers I, I can't I wouldn't stand up here today if it wasn't for him setting my life free and the more that I put my trust in him the more he reveals himself to me and, and now we have opportunity to share that with each and every single person on this planet, no matter where we go. It's not, we're, not, we're not stuck just to this building. It's everywhere we go. And the last, uh, the last one I have for you is, when we know our position in Christ, we stop focusing on sin and place the focus on love, which equals him then we are no longer slaves to sin, but free in Christ. That allows us to see the power of forgiveness and not to be stuck on disciplines. I, 
I'm done beating myself up. I'm done beating other people up. I want you to done be, be beating yourself up. Because the sole thing for us to start doing, to walk out of these buildings and to live a better life, is to understand that my sin is dead and my focus is on love because love forgave me and allowed me to be free. And I, if I want that for you, I have to share that message with you, not sin. So I, I know if we talked about a lot uh, of different things today and a lot of the same things because I tried to go further and with some other points, but I kept getting stuck on if we don't grasp this and start position our focus on him and love because love god is love and i want to start seeing people free and i hope you do too so i hope if anybody uh walks out of here today that you don't walk out with taking an opportunity if you've been struggling with uh sin or beating yourself up with sin not understanding that sin is real, um, and it's here, but it's not, it, it can't overtake you. If you don't understand that, I encourage you to, to talk with uh, one of the leaders here. And guys, listen, you're, you're only holding your, yourself up from experiencing that when you don't want to step out because I'm afraid what it looks like, or I'm afraid what somebody else thinks that, it, we have to move past that and start to get into the flow because right now, I, like I said the last time, everything is in, already inside of you guys. Everything. We've been placed and positioned in Christ. It's a matter of us receiving and putting our eyes on that.